1: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by Points Bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. Play of the week coming up later in the show. I wonder which direction we will go this week. The <laughs> Hawks win 4 2 hey. at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Lucas Reichel picks up a goal. Jujar Kara picks up a goal. Sam Lafferty picks up a goal. And Dylan Secura. Pick, they all pick up goals for the Blackhawks in a uh, in a pretty uh, not as entertaining as last night's game, but hey, a four two win on the road against a pretty loaded uh, Red Wings lineup. Uh, pretty impressive performance by the Hawks B team.
2: Yeah, they. I mean, they. The, the game got off to a, a real fast start. Um, you know what was it? two to one in the first five minutes of the game i yeah. thought my uh my bet on the over was gonna go uh go over well but um i don't believe it hit i think it was i think it was six and a half so mm, just i appreciate it. i appreciate sam lafferty's uh, uh efforts <laughs> at the end of the uh at the end of the game there but yeah i mean a, a a good start um you know not as uh not as you know i quote unquote star heavy of a, of a lineup as uh as last night was but um. Yeah. I, I. I. think you know. Much like we. Much like we saw last night. Tonight, the players that you were going to focus on and the things you wanted to see. Uh. Out of, out. of those guys, especially for the for for most of them, the first time. Uh. Seeing them in the preseason, you 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 saw it. Arvid Soderboom played a great game in net. Um. You know. I. I think. I, I can't remember which one of you two said it, but. Um. On on Twitter, but kind of felt like an Ice Hogs game where <laughs> Detroit was. Uh, you know, out shooting Chicago uh, pretty pretty su- substantially throughout the entire game, but Soderblom was able to uh, uh, able to 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 do his part. Came up with some huge saves in the third period to keep the lead uh, intact there on uh, late in the third period. So, yeah, he looked great. Kevin Korchinski, his his second game in a row. I think he was he was positively noticeable. Uh, made a great play to Lucas Reichel, and Lucas Reichel got the goal. So, a lot of the guys that you wanted to see do uh, do well. Um, they they did that, and, and you get a win. So, hey, cherry on top.
0: Yeah, it definitely, if you watched uh, the Ice Hogs um, at all last year, that was an Arvid soderbloom game. Um, he, he's going to face a lot of shots. He's going to have some uh, defensive letdowns in front of him. He's going <laughs> to look a little shaky at times. it going to make you a little itchy because he kind of, Likes to move around in his crease a lot. But when the game's on the line, he's going to make that big save. He did that in the third period. Uh, three shots from within like five feet. Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin. I mean, yes, he had to face three shots because he gave up two rebounds. But he made all three saves against two all-star caliber players uh, in Raymond and Larkin. That's that's an Arvid bloom win. Uh, it, it, I mean, he faced about... 13 to 20 less shots than he normally did at Rockford, so <laughs> yeah. not as busy as he's been used to, but it was a prototypical win. He did just enough to keep his team there, and they found a way to win uh, a big power play goal by Drew Jarkera in the third period off a of rebound. I don't think he's going to have many of those in the regular <laughs> season, but you never know. I I said it on Twitter after he scored any success. Jude Jarkera gets this season is going to make me happy because that dude, after the year he had last year to get back to playing at an NHL level and producing for this team. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we got to talk to him a little bit the other day after practice, stand up guy, just, you could tell he's worked his ass off to get back here. So anytime he gets to have those moments, I'm a happy guy.
1: Yeah. And it, the goal was nice. Had you know, got the puck in front on a rebound and took a second to sort of stick handle himself into a better shooting position. Uh, didn't panic and just sort of force it and flip it on net. So real solid. We should get to the play of the game and so far the play of the preseason, uh, the Blackhawks uh, second goal of the game. First period uh, Korchinski gets the puck behind the net, you know, starts skating it out towards the blue line with a little bit of speed, you know, looking to make something happen. All of a sudden, a sweet sauce pass like right through center ice. Reichel uses his speed to blow past the Red Wings. He's got a clean breakaway and makes no mistake. And man, it's when you see those moments of two, you know, as it stands right now, I said, this on Twitter, probably the two most important Blackhawks prospects as it is right now. Um, until <laughs> next year's draft happens, whoever that might be. Um, mm-hmm. You could probably throw Frank Nazar's name into that mix too. But uh, to see Korchinski continue to be one of the better Blackhawks. And Reichel, to, like we said last night, fellas, we really wanted to see Reichel kind of do something in this game, make his his presence felt, and he certainly did that, to see those two uh, clicking and playing well, especially Korchinski. And you heard uh, the Red Wings broadcast really kind of rave about him at several turns. There were a few times where Mickey Redman uh, took some time out to um, – remove his adult diaper and talk about, I'm sorry they're just so old and They are. About, uh, that's so bad even is,
0: even like this even like the third guy down at ice level is 107 years old we go down to the crib keeper what are you seeing down there buddy
2: <laughs>
1: it's
0: like the Blackhawks have done an obvious like stride to get younger in their presentation and the Red Wings are doing the exact opposite like yeah. These anyway, guys, these, these guys <laughs> called Gordy Howell's first game. That's how long they've Yeah. Been
1: no, but it, it's it's always cool to hear. I, sometimes I prefer, like, I like listening to road broadcasts because I want to hear what other teams think of what the Hawks are doing. And yeah, they certainly took the yeah. time, and they were, you know, yeah, they got rid of this guy and this guy, and they're really going for. They flat out said they're going for Connor Bedard. But to hear them uh, really focus on. Korchinski's game and what he brings and how good he's looked, it's good to get that validation that they're seeing what we're seeing, what, you know, Voster's is seeing and Troy is seeing, you know, um, Korchinski's been great. He's been so, so good. And uh, it's just, it's great to see, you know, because look, we've seen a lot of defensive prospects who've turned into good NHL players like Henry Okaharu and Anna Boquist. When we first saw them, it was an adventure, you know, Mm -hmm. it was not immediately... Encouraging with Korchinski it's immediately encouraging and um, it's great. We could rave about him the entire preseason, probably, but this may be his last game. I, I think that's why him and Savoie played in this one. Uh, they're one probably going to go back down tomorrow, I would think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Korczynski, we talked about him a lot last night. Um, man, this kid could play in the NHL right now. I don't
2: <laughs> want him to. No, I agree, but he could. I think if he there was a a certain former GM in charge
1: oh, oh, he would a, he'd have an and in his sweater. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be, yeah.
0: He, no, if he would he'd play 15 games and then he'd get traded for uh who do, who what former hawk do we need to bring back? Alex the the
2: Niedermayer. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh but man, he
2: he looks great. Yeah.
0: He's so good. His hockey sense is and and skating and the edges he takes, how quickly he can turn his body to and it's like he does it so quickly that that the opposing team can't even doesn't even see it happening. They're like, Oh my god, where'd he go? It's all at an elite level at his age. Um, nothing these last two nights. Now you mentioned it right before we started recording. Uh that first goal, a little soft on the defense. Yeah. It's gonna happen with young defenders. Um, but the overall package he's got elite level skills of the stuff you can't coach the natural ability mm-hmm. and imagine when he gets some coaching and he gets some some more size and a little more experienced I don't want to go crazy it's two preseason games but god damn does he look good <laughs> yeah. like I'm, it's hard not to be excited yeah. about yeah. about that player.
2: Yeah, I you know, I, I think back to our reaction on draft night and being like, "Oh, a defenseman, mm, great." Yeah. But now you see exactly why they they made that selection um <clears throat> at 7th overall because uh it's you know, it's likely he wasn't going to be there much longer because uh, you know, you you see the talent level that he has. You saw what he did in uh, in juniors last year and um I'm excited to see what he does uh Ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure he's going back to Seattle and he's going to play there all year. Um, but I'm excited to see what he does because he he was a leader for that team that reached the WHL final, and um, they they have aspirations to 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 do much much of the same and even more this season. And he's going to be in a very important part of it. He might be the highest scoring defenseman in that league this year if 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 he continues on this uh, you know on, on on his trajectory, and that's just. You know, that's exciting to see and that's what you want to see with some of these guys you know you in in previous years um as 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 recently as two years ago um you know some of these these players that were eligible to go back to to junior or you know go back to Europe or whatever that the Blackhawks have had and they've played early on uh too early as it uh, as it has, has mm-hmm. come to be known you would have loved to have seen them go back and dominate at at the junior level to get that foundational confidence that hey i can do this very well against people that are at my same age uh, same age and skill level and i can do it better than them now let me test it against guys who are bigger older faster better and, and and see where it goes not be so far over your head where you're just like i i know we've used this analogy a bunch of times where you're like the duck on the pond, where it's just like, yeah, up top, above the water, it looks like everything's fine. But below it's just like, you know, the, the wheels are, the, the wheels are spinning so fast that things aren't actually registering. So with guys like Korchinski and, uh, you know, Nazar is going to be in, 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 college and, and Sam Renzel, you know, those three first round picks that, that, that Davidson made, uh, this, this past draft. Those guys are, are going to take some time. Renzel's a project. He's still in the in the USHL um, before going to college. So these, these guys are going to take some time to develop. But if you can see them dominate at these junior levels before making the jump to the pro game, it's going to feel a lot better than if they were thrown right into the fire.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, Korchinski already has that a little bit with 61 assists for uh, Seattle last year, putting up big numbers. But you can see him going back and, I mean, yeah, you said you said yeah. maybe leading the league and scoring for defensemen. I don't think that's out of reach at all. I mean, like you said, I said last night, I think he is one of the Hawks' six best defensemen right now, and I, <laughs> I'm not. He could uh, be again. I don't. To be clear, I don't want him to play here this year. I, I just don't. I, I but yeah. like we said, the duck on the pond thing, all those sort of things. Like, let these kids get their legs under them and really be ready when it's time to come up. Um, but it looks like that time for Korchinski might not be as far away. As we thought, the night the pick was made, uh, mm-hmm. you did mention Mario, um, the the goal uh, he was on the ice for, and and I do want to focus on some of the things that stood out in a negative way. I know we've we've got two games so far, and we've been you know pretty much ninety percent positive about both of them, which is a really good sign, I think, because it's not like we're trying to find positives. There's been a lot of them, but there were a few things tonight that stood out to me. Uh, you mentioned both goals uh, that Ernie scored for Detroit. A little bit of weak D in front. First, it was Phillips and Korczynski. Then it was – oh, I got it backwards. It was Regula and Korchinski the first time. Then it was Phillips and uh, Regula the second time. Just kind of some soft, uh, you know, not really finishing the play, kind of poke checking out there. Um, look, rookie mistakes, you know, it's, a, it's also a preseason game. I don't know if you want guys completely balling out and killing themselves. Uh, in a preseason game, but those things sort of stood out and I'd sort of hoped to see more from Philip Kurashev in this game did end the night with an assist but there were no real standout plays from him where he had you know a shift where he controlled the puck very well. Um, I thought he was not a huge factor and Boris kachuk uh, I' I wrote about this in my uh, Hawks hits that'll be available uh, shortly after the game or after the podcast is up uh complete non-factor. I mean, that's a guy with some NHL experience who we all liked off the bat after the trade, made a little bit of made some waves and then went the last ten games of the year with zero points and a minus five. I don't know. I I, I hope the Kachuk doesn't feel like he's got a spot locked up, because I you gotta show something. And you've got yeah. some young forward showing something. You know, you've got Gutman and you've got um, you know, you've got other guys who look like they want to be here and want to play. And, and, you know, you talk about Josiah Slavin, who's working his ass off and trying to earn a roster spot. There's a lot of guys who could take his spot from him. Yeah, I
2: mean, there's there's guys like Mike Hardman, Josiah mm-hmm. Slavin. Um, you know, uh, you look at a guy maybe like Michael Tepley, if he if he continues to, or if he starts to, uh, you know, improve a little bit. I know he didn't have a, a great game last night, but, you know, th- there's there's plenty of those bottom six forwards that are on the bubble uh of the of the nhl ahl that could push their way into the nhl if if uh if if the opportunity is there and yeah Kachuk is not a guy that i'm i'm penciling in is like yep he's on the nhl roster like he's he's got to compete for a spot most of these players have to compete for a spot so um yeah i I i would would hope that uh you know the the amount of guys that that are you know on the bubble on the fence of of making the nhl would actually ramp up the competition when it comes to, you know, training camp and, you know, in these preseason games.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the event summary here. Uh, Kachuk, uh, he was a plus one, 15.07, uh, one shot, one hit. Uh, and just, you know, yeah. barely out there.
0: So Yeah, you, need some, you definitely need some more out of him. Um, and he was, he got five, almost over four minutes of power play time, too, tonight, which...
2: Which You're won't never, happen again. <laughs> you are never going to.
0: He'll be. He had 4:38 of power play time tonight. I don't think he even sniffs that in 82 games combined in the regular season. No, I would like, probably.
1: I'd be probably like, not.
0: Something's going seriously wrong if Boris Kachuk or seriously right for him if he gets some power play <laughs> time. Good, sure, but, sure. Yep. Uh, there were a couple guys on the back end that I was I was interested to see. Uh, you know, we, all the all the. Talk to about Korchinski and rightfully so, but I think overall, it was a really young defenseman, defensive core out there today. It's Riley Stillman being really the only NHL defenseman out there. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to see a lot out of him. I didn't see a ton out of him, but I didn't see anything that alert, alarmed me either.
1: Yeah, made a nice play late uh, in front of the net to block a shot on a scoring chance as uh, time was wrapping up. And he
0: he had five hits, which uh, I believe led the team. So that's that's his game. That's That's when he's playing well is when he's hitting people. So uh, he had 18 minutes. Um, Defensively, Alec Regula led all defensemen with over 23 minutes of ice time tonight. Uh, Had an assist uh, on the game-winning goal. It was his shot from the point. Uh, on that power play, that that gave up, that led to the juicy rebound that uh, Jujhar Carr put in. Uh, he had three shots on goal, three hits, a couple of takeaways, uh, over three minutes of power play time, and and good for him, uh, playing against the team that drafted him and traded him to the Blackhawks. And he's yeah, a Detro- he's a Detroit area kid too, so he's playing in his his homeland, so to speak, and he performed really well. So good good for him.
1: Did anybody else hear? I don't know if I heard this correctly, so maybe you guys heard it too. I thought I heard one of the Red Wings broadcasters say that Regula has a spot wrapped up on the team.
0: He did say that. He said it appears that he has a spot wrapped up on the team. Again, that's a little out-of-town misinformation. I wouldn't say that. But based on how much he played tonight, you could yeah, make you could easily it, make that judgment not knowing the situation, but also uh, you
1: know. I, normally, I would I would completely write that off as out of town stupid. But you mentioned the Detroit ties. You know, there's people there that probably know his parents and know some a little more info than your typical prospect, right? Because of the the drafting and the and the fact that he's from there. Uh, so maybe there's something to it, maybe not. But I I thought I yeah. heard that, but I wasn't I wasn't positive. Um, out, of so, the, out, of,
0: out of the young guys, I mean, it it certainly looks like it's Vlasic and Rogula are the guys. Those they're the guys that have the jobs to lose uh, at this. point. Yeah,
2: seems that way. Especially with Ian Mitchell not being in the fold. Right,
0: and, and Philip Ruse. Yeah. Shout out to him. He played really well in his NHL debut. Um, again, not a he hit, he had made a real nice offensive play and hit the post.
2: Yeah.
1: I think it was in the first period. It was a little too deep there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, he was, he had a nice game too. Uh, He was a guy I was trying to keep an eye on. Um, You know, I I don't want to sound spoiled, but I'm spoiled. It's so, so much different trying to track a specific player on a television broadcast than when you're sitting uh, up in the press box. It's so much easier to focus on certain guys. But especially when it's not even your hometown broadcast, you kind of, have yeah. to listen to how great Pia Suter and Dominic Kubalik are gonna be this year. <laughs> like, hey, they yeah. both won Swiss MVPs. Yeah, have fun with that. Um, I don't and I don't hate either of those guys. I like both of them as people, but did you see the uh they, they had a little interview with Dominic Kubelik? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, just from, like, like the practice room. My ring?
1: first year was good, and my That's second not, year was good, and my third I, year was not. That was like the yeah, entirety of the interview. Yeah, he, agree, yeah. he, he
0: said, Oh, the coaching change made me stink. The coaching changed eleven games. What happened to the other seventy-one games,
1: pal? Well, you could um, ask yeah, a lot right. of Hawks that question too, though.
0: Well, this that is true, but the one I couldn't really focus on what he was saying because I was staring at the awful attempt at a mustache he had going on. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that thing? <laughs> That's not it great. looked like it was drawn out with an etching sketch. It's it was pretty, awful.
2: It's pretty light. Pretty yeah, light. I mean, yeah.
0: I that I was distracted. I couldn't listen to what he was saying. It's like, what is is that a caterp- <laughs> caterpillar on your lip? Is it moving? <laughs> what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, it wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't great.
2: He he had a he had an impressive uh, slap shot goal in their first game, but uh, yeah, I mean nothing to nothing to hate him for. Just no. he that's what he does is shoot slap shots, and when they don't go in, he's a bad player.
0: Yeah, I mean he's All a right. one trick <laughs> pony, and when the one trick doesn't work,
2: exactly. he's just a
0: pony. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, overall, to wrap that up. The, the young defensive core tonight pretty good. I mean, yeah, over, yeah. all things considered, um, very little NHL experience, if at all, amongst the six of them playing against a fairly close to what the, the Red Wings opening night lineup is going to be. A lot of their regulars were in, not full lineup, but two thirds of the team that played for the Red Wings tonight will likely be on the NHL roster at the start of the year. So yeah. overall, I, you know, when you when I saw the rosters this morning at the skate. I was like oh boy this is gonna <laughs> be this could, this could be ugly fast and then the Hawks score 11 seconds in but then they give up the goal right back and you're like oh boy here we go yeah yeah but they, well, it, they settled down and played and played nice
1: it got it did get ugly for a while they they it was uh they had six shots on goal in the first and then I think like five to seven minutes into the second they still had six shots on goal uh and then suddenly seemed to find themselves a little bit uh in the second yeah. half of the second period but those things are going to happen with a young yeah. team that's they're, they're completely overmatched talent-wise in this one. Um, so, you know, nothing overly concerning. But there were those times where Detroit did have a pretty heavy edge in play. But I want to say this, too. Like, you know, you talk about the defensive system. At no point in either of these games yet, and we've seen the Hawks in both of the preseason games play against, like you said, 60% NHL competition yeah, you haven't seen them running around their zone a lot. Even like you know, we had like, we've had those uh, those 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 night terrors about the Domi Athanasiu Kane line. They're getting pinned deep for a while, and you, you saw it a couple times. But overall, and this is what Richardson's been talking about: being a good defensive team means getting the puck out of your defensive zone, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to give up some chances, but it's minimizing those chances. And through two games, you can see the de- defensive system. As everyone has said, is it more simple? And you've not seen those long drawn-out shifts where the other team just has the puck and the Hawks just can't get it away. We haven't seen yeah. that yet.
2: Yeah, I I remember, you know, many times over the last few seasons where you know you you could just you could just have those moments where you're like, you know what? This looks so discombobulated that they're They're going to allow a goal. It's going to happen Mm -hmm. in the next mm, five seconds and then three, two, one goal so far from what Luke Richardson has been preaching and implementing. And what we've seen so far in, in these two preseason games is you don't really have those everything's in chaos moments defensively because what he's preaching is, Hey, when we get out of position, when we get, out of our system, the way to get back into it is to not just keep skating and eventually figure it out. It's to, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hang back. I'm going to let my guy go to the next man. And I'm going to get back to, to a protect the house uh, position and just g- and get around the net and figure out, figure things out from there. Don't let, don't let the game, don't let the, the, the opposition continue to create that chaos, bring it back and, and, and re-situate yourself. And I think there were a number of times, a number of times tonight where I saw, you know, the, the, the defensemen kind of getting, getting spread out one, two guys in a corner, you know, you know, just open, open ice in the middle of the ice in the defensive zone is, is, is not, not, no, not something want you want to want to allow for a lot of, t- a lot of time. And I, there were a number of times where I saw the Blackhawks just kind of like zoop, like just kind of like get back to the, to the dots and, And really get back into that that structure, and then figure things out from there, which is the a much more effective way than just trying to continue the chaos and hope that something something works defensively. And I think that that's going to be a big difference with this team structurally compared to the last few seasons.
1: Well, we talked about too, you know the the physical impact of having to chase your man throughout the zone all the time, even if you do have in the in the old Jeremy Calton system. If you do have a quote-unquote successful defensive shift, it's also incredibly inefficient. So that's why we saw the Hawks like get tired late in games so many times because they're just chasing and chasing and chasing. And after a while, you know, twenty-five minutes for Seth Jones in that system is a hell of a lot different than it's going to be in this system, just because of an economy of movement. Right? I don't know. It just. Again, we're probably overreacting to two preseason games. It's all we have to go off of so far, but we just have not seen the chaos yet. And, you know, knock on synthetic IKEA wood hopefully that continues you know so we'll see yeah. uh we're a little behind here so i want to remind everybody uh if you haven't noticed you haven't turned on your television or radio or anything it is football season uh you, you <laughs> it's you missed what it. yeah it's it's week 4 already so you might want to pick up on that uh grab your points bet app grab your phone if you don't have the points bet app download it and use that code chgo when you sign up they are bringing you a better way to bet live on games you can bet on the next drive to be a touchdown You can cash out on your live second half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. You can build your perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game. That includes spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet Lightning bets. So, whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today. Sign up with the code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
2: And we are brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their AG1 product, which is a uh, formula designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. Uh, Now is a good time to pick up some AG1 as the weather is getting chillier and uh, the flu season is right around the corner. I told you guys before we were recording, I got my flu shot today. So if you've uh, noticed, the energy is a little low. (laughs) But uh, with AG1, trying to pick that back up and be uh, raring to go tomorrow. As you know having an 11 month old you're going to need to be rare to go yeah you don't so have a choice buddy <laughs> in uh, in in just one scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens that help you start your day or finish your day just right and if you have uh, any dietary restrictions or uh, follow any different uh, diets whether it's gluten free or keto or dairy free whatever it is ag1 you're good to go to incorporate that into that diet And into your life, it's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: All right, we saw um, Lucas Raymond leave the game for a while uh, in the uh, Blackhawks 4-2 win over the Red Wings. Uh, Marco Lazarus just tweeted a uh, gif, or jif, whatever you call it. The correct thing is gif, um, okay. <laughs> of Samuel Savoie giving him a little dry-by elbow in the face. Uh, not a clean hit, uh, kind of a dirty play, and I've been very uh, happy with the way Savoie has played. Uh, but stuff like that you don't want to see. You know, preseason game, a star player, uh, there's no need for it he's going to have his chances to make those hits as uh, his career goes on and they can be clean. Uh, but to stick the elbow out there and, and uh, and go after the chin of Lucas Raymond is not a good look. Uh, so hopefully uh, the coach is getting his ears after the game about that one. Uh, look, those things happen in the game. You're trying to make an impact. You're trying to be physical, uh, but there is definitely intent on that one. And that's what you hate to see because if that happens in a regular season, that's probably a suspension. So, mm-hmm. uh, players like Savoie and back in the day, Andrew Shaw were more valuable when they were available. So it's, it's finding the balance of those hits, uh, the time, the place, uh, the way the technique, uh, to be physical, but not go over the line and be a dirty player. So hopefully yeah. Savoie gets a message after the game on that one. And who it'd be interesting, you know, I can the NHL do what, any- I mean, they could suspend him, but like, yeah, they can, you know, they
2: could, yeah, because they can't find him because he's not yeah. under an NHL contract. So, so I, I wonder, I yeah, yeah, wonder what right. that would be. Maybe will be
1: suspended in three years when you come up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> NHL debut will be, will
2: be um, delayed debut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. I just want to, yeah, you know, you, I think we, we have an obligation to-, to call it, call it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're excited by him. He's been good. Um, but you don't, know, it's bullshit. You don't want to see a hit like that. So got to call yeah, there's
0: it a out. fine. There's a fine line between being a pest and being a dirty player. And he crossed the line on
1: that play. I could see yeah, your yeah. first Your first book, the fine line between a pest and a pudwack by Greg Boyson. The yes. <laughs> fine
0: line of pudwack. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> subtitle, yeah.
0: how to not cross it. There <laughs> exactly.
1: they go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just wanted to point that out. Um, the other thing I thought it was interesting, uh, and I wrote about this in my Hawks hits, uh, go to allchgo.com to check that out. Uh, Sam Lafferty wearing an A, which uh, wasn't the most surprising thing. By the way, if you missed it, the Hawks captains this year will be Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane, uh, Seth Jones at home, and Connor Murphy on the road. Those are the guys who will wear the letters. Uh, but with none of those four playing in this game, it was Lafferty, it was Stillman, and it was Jujar Kara and... I think it makes sense to give it to Lafferty, but what I wrote about on allchgo.com was just, you know, the the absolute juxtaposition of he who shall not be named and Kyle Davidson and Sam Lafferty and Alex Nylander, right? And just the way the two GMs do their business, the, the things they're looking for in a player, Sam Lafferty goes from kind of can't find his spot in Pittsburgh uh, you know, and both guys get traded for a change of scenery. Lafferty comes here, immediately steps into a a, a solid role and has an A on a sweater in the second preseason game to show for it. Meanwhile, Alex Nylander has not played a game for the Penguins since the trade and may not ever. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I think it's very symbolic. So I want to make sure I took a second to point out uh, Lafferty wearing the A because it's something even if Nylander had been producing, you'd never see. You would never see that guy in any sort of leadership role. or, And I, I really do think that with Lafferty being Davidson's first ever move as GM, he was interim at the time, it has just been indicative of everything he's done since. The focus on speed and compete and toughness. And the Red Wings broadcast mentioned it tonight saying the Hawks look fast, the Hawks look tough. That's something we haven't heard in years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was it was the like you said the first move under under Davidson, um, and it was really just a stamp of like the the blueprint that he wants to have for this Blackhawks organization as as the years go on, and you saw it again in this in this draft class. Each player that that Davidson has been targeting um, through the draft, through trades, through free agency, uh, has been someone who has uh, a high compete level speed in their game whether it's mm-hmm. it's foot speed or um you know being able to to play in transition and some semblance of being tough to play against and not the tough to play against where oh i'm going to punch you in the face no tough to play against where you you're constantly for checking or you you go to the tough areas of, of of the ice and you are hard and you are hard in those areas whether it's the front of the net behind the net in the corners w- whatever it might be um, you know, all all of those players in, in in the draft class had some or a combination of those characteristics. Sam Lafferty uh, has a combination of those characteristics with his his work ethic and his speed and his game. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a great indication of of where you know the organization kind of values him. We say we say we've said so much, especially even tonight. How many players do or do not have? You know roster spots locked up. I have no doubts. It's it's funny. It's like, oh yeah, Seth Jones, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tays, and then everything's up for grabs. Mm. I have I have no. I'm hundred percent confident Sam Lafferty will play the entire season in the NHL. Agreed. I have no yep. no qualms about that. Just because of the the way that he plays and what he brings to the to the team doesn't always show up in the score sheet, but I mean you 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 have you know. Contending competitive teams need to have at least one of those kinds of players on their roster.
0: Yeah, it it was uh, Kyle Davidson's first uh, trade transaction uh, shortly after he got the interim tag. And, you know, it it just, he, he'll shall not be named, loved the reclamation project guys like Nylander or, you know, who some of the other, you know, Henrik uh, Borgstrom. Borgstrom or uh, Anthony Declaire. I mean eventually Anthony Declaire found it. It took him three more teams before he got there, but you know, but guys like that were like, man, if everything goes right, this guy might be be good. Where Dubis or Jeez, wow, it's late. Uh <laughs> Davidson is like uh wrong his, Kyle. Um, his never
2: his nemesis. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: Evil Kyle, Good Kyle. Um he he has an idea of What he wants and he finds guys that fit his idea as opposed to trying to make guys fit your vision, you find guys who, you know, already are there, you, 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 you put guys in positions to succeed. And that and Lafferty was put in a position to succeed. and He's taken full ex- advantage of it. And yeah, I, I I echo what you said that he is an NHL player this season. He's not going, he is not going to have the uh, luxury of a beefaroo in uh, Rockford. This <laughs> oh year, man, so.
1: he's probably really <laughs> bummed about that. He could still make the trip if. Hey, he really there's going
0: to be it. plenty of guys going back and forth that can bring him up to Go yeah, if there, he you really go. Needs yeah.
1: it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, there you go. Speaking of Sam Lafferty, let's get to our fourth stars of the game. Uh, the three stars of the game uh, in this one, uh, selected by Max Boltman of The Athletic. Uh, number one star, Jujar Kara. He had the two- only vote? Uh, that's it. It's, he's the one guy who says... Uh, he might
0: have he yeah. been the only guy in the press box. Oh,
1: man. Thanks, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> That could be true. Yeah, uh, Adam Ernie for Detroit obviously has two goals in the game, so he gets the number two star. And the number three star, Blackhawks goaltender Arvid Soderblom. If you were watching the game, his brother... Elmer mm. is a giant man <laughs> playing for the Red Wings. Big and he kid. was impressive as hell, man. Yeah. It very much reminded me of Spaceballs where Lone Star has the head handout and Dark Hellman <laughs> is trying to swipe at him. That's how uh Elmer Soderbloom looked on the ice. But uh Sam yeah. Lafford is gonna get my four-star of the game. Um again, more sort of symbolically, uh just from what we've seen in these two games from the Hawks, the compete level, the defending, everything. Uh, I like to see uh, the first of Davidson's moves uh, wearing the A today. So because of that, and because of a pretty solid performance, had an empty net goal uh, and and was uh, effective uh, all over the ice, had two points, Uh, Sam Lafferty gets my four-star.
0: Yeah, he had a a solid game. There there are a few turnovers in the middle of the ice that I'd like to see cleaned up before we move on to the regular season, but those are coachable moments. Luke Richardson likes to use that term a lot, so there's going to be some video, and hopefully that uh, gets addressed. Um, My third star of the game, I'm going to go with uh, Lucas Reichel. We wanted to see him uh, assert himself, and he did with that beautiful goal, uh, set up by the great pass by Kevin Gorginski, we mm-hmm. talked about, uh, and he he had a really nice shot. He got in behind it to use that speed burst that we've seen at, at, in the AHL level and beat a number one NHL goalie for the goal. It wasn't like he was doing it against you know the backup. So, um, you know, I wanted to see more after that. Unfortunately, that was the only shot on goal he had the whole night. So, I mean, if you're only going to take one, make a count. He did um but it just seemed like yeah he was on the top line he got a lot of power play time but just kind of seemed like you know he wasn't out there a ton and maybe that's because maybe luke richardson kind of already has his you know idea of what he plans for him so he's not going to overuse him in a preseason game who knows but uh lucas reichel got that goal uh first one we've seen him score at the nhl level um Though it's not going to count in his historic stats, but it's still fun to see, <laughs> yeah. and and good for him. Hopefully, that's the kind of play you got to see early in the game that hopefully gets that confidence ball rolling. And now he's like, okay, I could score at this level. Let's mm-hmm. do this. I'm just going to play my game.
1: Uh, Nice to see him pick up the Kirby Doc Faceoff Award. Uh One out of six for Reichel from the dot. Ugh. So not, not, great. Not, great. Yeah. Yeah, not, not great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's better.
0: Hey, you know what? It's better than O for
1: six. Yeah, he got the one. Um, probably, again, Greg, the <laughs> optimist on the show at all times.
0: I know people. Uh, somebody on Twitter told me this morning, like, I liked you better when you were independent. You were far more critical. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, it, I, I'm not going to spend this entire season shitting on everything because that's no
1: fun for anybody. Well, it's also It's gotta be it's in exhausting. The, it's gotta be in the context too. Like, are we gonna get on the air and like just shit on? Uh, Michael Tepley. Like, no, it's why? a rebuild. There's no, re- there's waste no reason to go game by game and rip people apart for yeah, losing. No, Like, mm-hmm. the like, players I would here be that matter are, are very few.
0: I would be pissed and I'd be screaming Is if, if as I was at the beginning of last year when you tried to tell me that this was a playoff team and they played like absolute ass. This team is supposed to be bad by design, so I'm not going to get mad that they're bad. That's <laughs> yes. how they were built.
1: That's the expectation. Mm.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna look for the positives. And if I'm too shiny and happy for you, kiss my ass. How about that? Don't
1: worry. When the Hawks are good <laughs> again, we'll be negative again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they only tradition. won four to one, those the, bums. Uh, Assholes. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, with um with Reichel, I would I would assume uh he will be in the lineup uh this weekend. Um probably guarantee. He'll be in the lineup on Sunday. I think the Blackhawks are, are making that Milwaukee game uh, uh, the special one of the preseason for for yeah. obvious reasons. So I would be surprised if he's not in that lineup. Um, I, I would be surprised if that's not a uh, pretty heavy NHL uh, lineup as well.
0: Yeah, I would think that Sunday game against the Wild in Milwaukee is going to be pretty much dress rehearsal for the regular season. We'll pretty much see. Pretty close, yeah. We're going to get a really good idea what Luke Richardson wants to roll out in Denver in that game in
2: Milwaukee. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my fourth start of the night. Um, welcome back, Dylan Sakura. Yeah. yeah. Opening goal of the game, 11 seconds in. Good old number seventy nine out there, a uh, great, uh, a great hockey number.
1: Uh, <laughs> so many legends. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, really trying to
2: shine this up for him. But you know what? I'm I'm glad he's back, uh, in the role that he's going to play. Like we're not looking at Dylan Secure to be like, hey, maybe he can be the sixty point NHL player that we thought he was going to be. No. No, he's going to be in the AHL. He's going to be in Rockford. He's going to be probably a big offensive producer in Rockford, just like he was last year uh, in the AHL with uh, Henderson, uh, the the Golden Knights AHL club. He's probably, he's going to play that same role. And hey, you know what? If if he's tearing it up in the AHL and the Blackhawks want to give him a a little bit of an extended look at the NHL level, fine. I have no problems with that. Um, So yeah, got the opening goal 11 seconds in. Uh, his first game back with the organization, um, good for him.
1: Yeah, I think we'll see him at some point this year. If you know people are going to get injured, trades are going to happen, and you know if you, if one of your top six guys gets injured, they're going to need to bring up some sort, some form of offense. Right. right. And uh, if he can get some tick during the uh, dynasty years, he can certainly do it uh, during these years too. So yeah, um, yeah, I think we'll see mm-hmm. him. But yeah, good, good to see, get him back on the board. And I saw that. Uh, I forgot who wrote about it, but he added a significant amount of weight. Um, yeah. he's trying to get I bigger saw, and more physical. I, I
2: saw him, uh, I saw him before, uh, or I saw him between, you know, morning skate and then the non, the non game group skate, um, yesterday morning, that feels like a lifetime ago, <laughs> um, yesterday morning. And I remember watching him walk by and I was like, dang, he looks way bigger yeah. than he, than he did when he was first, uh, first in the pro game.
0: I, I had that in my uh my Hawks hits about the, the over the weekend. Uh we I talked to him uh Saturday and he had said that he had added since since he'd last been here, he's about fifteen or twenty pounds heavier. He looks at and it and same. he's he's trying to do the things to play at the NHL level and stay in the league. I think he's got the point of his career where he realizes he's not gonna be that 40 goal scorer that he envisioned himself could be, and he's trying to be as in his own words, harder to separate from the puck. He wants to be more of a 200 foot player. So he's kind of some guys get that realization much earlier in their career. A guy like Mackenzie Entwistle was more of an offensive player in juniors and he realized right away, if I want to play pro, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's yep. taken Sekura a couple more years, but from the way he sounded over the weekend, he's realized, hey, it's kind of more important what I do without the puck than what I do with the puck. And that's what I want to be. You know, if I want to keep playing, I have to play different than the way I have been. And that's good to hear. Uh, I like Dylan secure. He's, he's a good guy, um, you know, disappointing, but maybe overhyped. And that wasn't his fault. Um, but also, he and was, for the record,
1: was not a Quenville guy at all. No, you know, like when no. you look, look at the kind of guys that, that Q liked, I think it's a safe bet that from day one, Q's like, nah.
0: <laughs> well, he wouldn't go secure his biggest problem early in his career. He refused to go in between the dots. Oh, just he wanted to play on yes, the perimeter to be right. clear,
1: not a knock on Q. um right. but, I but think, if you're not if yeah. you're a
0: young kid and you don't want to get in the middle of the ice, Joe quinfeld has got no time
2: for you, right. If you're not if you're not Johnny Gaudreau, yeah. it's very few players can can uh pull that off yeah yeah
0: and i for one love dylan secure's number this year being born in the great year of 1979 way uh, to rock
2: that number dylan there you go i don't think he was but yeah
0: no he was not um he, <laughs> no he was not nobody in the league was born in the 70s at this point
1: is that true jo- joe thornton gotta be is he st- no? <laughs> no, he Joe would have Thornton been... is like eighty, he, isn't he? he? He would have been close. Joe Thornton, nineteen seventy nine. Boom. Hey, okay. but he's technically
0: on. not in the league. Shut is up.
1: He? He's not on a team. <laughs> P- PTO,
2: right? P- PTO Panthers.
1: Is that right? I thought.
2: I don't. Or th- no,
0: Sharks. I thought. I, thought P- I don't know if it was a PTO. I, I thought he, read he was just practicing with them. I didn't know if it was an actual PTO.
2: Oh, okay. To the internet yeah to the google machine uh someone someone will sign him at some point uh, yeah someone will pick him up exactly Joe. i uh, don't see anything official here no not co thornton joe thornton. let's bring him let's bring him to the blackhawks on a pto yeah.
1: july 2nd 1979 that's what
2: hey you know what
1: that's what i said how about uh i know Char is retired but when was he born Chard probably oh, was, same year uh, 77 the year my, oh, okay. he's older than me
2: He's the
0: last guy older than me to play in the NHL. Nice, crazy. R.I.P. That's crazy. End of an era.
1: He's not Coolio. He's not dead.
0: Yeah, how about that? You know, I was actually going to mention that before.
1: Yeah, why would you kill Coolio? That's sad. I didn't do it. So I got to tell you about this. Um, I had like this streak uh, over the last year where I'd be like, "Hey, whatever happened to this famous person?" And then they would die that week. It happened with Little Richard. Uh, It happened with. I some pro wrestler I don't remember who it was, and hopes like you haven't thought of Little Richard in fifteen years, and then you ask me about him, and the next day he <laughs> dies. Oh so Greg God. was telling me how great Coolio was to see live, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no. I saw him years ago, and now he's dead. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's no, me mm-hmm. or you. It might have been me again.
0: I literally <laughs> just saw him perform ten days ago at Riot yeah. Fest. He was in town. He looked great. Was in you know, sounded great was a a really good set fun set uh the uh the the it takes a thief album that was in heavy rotation in my on my disc man back in high school i mean i listened to that a lot with the fantastic voyage and then gangsters paradise came out a couple years later good stuff 90s hip-hop i love me some 90s hip-hop so R.I.P. to Coolio, man. Yeah. That, that's a bummer. Fifty nine years old. That's way too young. It's not way and, too young. Uh, literally not... ten days ago, he was performing on stage, and now he's dead. It's Sucks. it's messed up, man. It's it, crazy. It, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, I don't want to be able to say I was at Coolio's last ever concert, but apparently, I was at Coolio's yeah. last ever concert. So, yeah, uh, I'm happy I got to see him before before he passed away, man. He was a
1: lot of fun. So R.I.P. I saw him at Bulls halftime and it was outstanding. Highlight of the game. And then uh, I saw him at um, Merchant Street Music Fest in Kankakee a few years ago. Um, Excellent. So, all right. And just, you know, not to be, I'm not trying to be crass, but like he died literally in the back, like on the toilet. And it's just. I don't know if it was on the toilet, but yeah, it was in the bathroom. To have that as your, you know, to go out like Elvis. Well, apparently
0: Coolio was a gigantic Elvis fan, (laughs) and he went out the same way. Oh, anyway. Well, here's a smooth
1: transition to our points bet play of the week. (laughs)
0: Speaking about things going right down the toilet, let's talk about our betting record.
1: Actually no, we've been uh, pretty we've been good. We good. won
0: last week. We did win. We we're we are we riding that bears yeah. gravy train and uh we decided uh after um a, shake lot it up of a little in depth research.
2: Yeah, let's shake as it as up always. a little bit.
0: We had a we had a a conference call earlier and we had charts and flow graphs <laughs> and uh <laughs> some heat maps. And uh, we decided uh, we're gonna do take the bears on the money line again. Why the hell not? (laughs) It's plus 145
2: against the giants. Giants. I know it's the road game,
0: but and the giants, the giants are what they're two and one as well, aren't aren't
2: they? Yeah, two and one. Um, I'm punching it, I'm not punching it right now. They're
0: two and one because I don't know why, because so not, um. Two juggernauts going at it by any means necessary. No. Two teams with young younger QBs still trying to figure it out. The Giants lost their number one wide receiver to an injury. Yeah. Um, Sterling Shepard,
1: yeah, um, and then there was a
0: lot of talk that they not, wanted to trade Penny not. Galladay away. I'd take him on the Bears. But yeah, uh, rumor has it yeah.
1: he just doesn't want to play football very much anymore. <laughs> the Giants. Can are you blame like, him? Uh, no, no.
0: I can't. Can you blame him? I wouldn't want to play football very much either. It's it's too ouchy for me. It is um, very <laughs> ouchy. I can
1: speak from experience.
0: But uh, yep, yeah. I mean, I played in high school. and My knees still hurt, so I'm I'm cool with skipping out while you can still walk. But mm-hmm. um, Bears plus one at forty five over the Giants on the money line. Cash in your money right now. Points bet play of the week.
2: Do it. Do you, now, do now. you have the uh, do you have the point spread in front of you? Three. It's three. Bears plus
0: oh, three. Bear, bears are getting three. I'll take that too. <laughs>
2: <Partly> <laughs> it. There you go. Yeah. yeah I would. I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. T-
1: take them on the money line. You might as well, right? Right.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 You'll win both. It's a, it's a it's a field goal difference. There you might go. as well.
1: All right. Download the points bet app. If you haven't yet used that promo code CHGO when you sign up, you'll get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars. Use them on the play of the week Bears plus one forty five and parlay it with the plus three. Uh you'll either win twice or lose twice. <laughs> That's, that probably either probably we've been on a hot streak. The same
2: bet. Yeah. I yeah, we're
1: we're riding we're riding the uh we're riding the bears train. All right, so uh good.
0: Jay's got his points bet t shirt on. I know this is audio only, but he's got his points bet t shirt on. He's got the mojo working. It's the easiest money you will make all week. It's a good omen. uh,
1: Some cheese fry cheese on the shirt earlier today, too, which is always good luck. Nice. So uh, yeah, all right. Unbeatable. Yep. So all right, so before we wrap up, want to fill you in on the rest of the week. Thursday is an off day for us. No podcast Thursday. We are back uh on Friday with a shirt. Thursday is also an off day for the Blackhawks. Yes, yep.
0: there'll be nothing yes. going on. Leave us alone.
1: uh Friday <laughs> we are back at 1 30 typical time. Uh, the Hawks play Saturday at 7 30. Uh, and then of course the game Sunday in Milwaukee, we will be there in Milwaukee. Uh, so we're going to find a spot. We'll let you know on Friday or Saturday where we're going to be. If you're heading out there, we got to finalize those plans.
0: Well, there's a, there's some sort of big festival going on. Yeah, I have credentials to...
1: for that or something.
0: Yeah. Um, so for maybe, maybe that's our, well, we, we can get media credentials. It's free to go. Anybody can show up, but you, you have the, uh, you can, the media can go officially cover it. I think, uh, Chris Chelios is going to be there. Ah um mm-hmm. and uh troy, troy the, murray is gonna be Troy murray so they're having a uh, they call it in the deer what, what's the
2: deer district the deer district, the deer district. Yeah. so there's
0: gonna be some black hawk events there so maybe they may have just made our job a whole lot easier we can Yeah. Show okay. up there what might as well just hang out and say
2: hello hang out out there yeah
1: yeah we'll yeah, be hanging out that's good let's call it right now we'll be hanging out in a deer district uh yeah, probably from but... about four to six
0: we should, we should let our loyal listeners know that Friday's episode is going to be a, a special episode. It's yes, going to be a crossover episode with our friends over at PHNX. Uh, six people talking over each other for 45 minutes.
2: It's going to be a blast. Who's about got the, it worse? About the, about the two worst teams in the league. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I we, we kind of did that a couple weeks ago when you guys were on vacation, but now we're going to get the whole crew together and um, the uh, Coyotes crew uh they like organization and planning stuff which totally threw us for a loop this morning like, <laughs> as mario put it what do you mean you don't just turn on the camera and start talking what is this nonsense yeah. but <laughs> uh it should be career. fun yeah uh, yeah it'll uh, be a good time steve Craig, and leah and the three of us will be uh will be doing some who sucks
1: more podcasting
2: we'll be doing some virtual rock paper scissors for connor bedard yeah there you go if the official draft lottery is underway
1: so that's friday (laughs) post game saturday sunday we're in milwaukee no post game there but we'll be back monday and kind of do like a pseudo post game podcast sort of thing on monday at 1 30 so we're not going anywhere but we're taking the day off tomorrow so we'll talk to you friday at 1 30 with our pals from phnx on the chgo blackhawks podcast make sure you're following us on twitter at chgo underscore blackhawks i'm at jay zawoski Greg is at Greg Boyson. Mario is at Mario underscore Tirabasi. We'll talk to you Friday afternoon on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.